Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Monday, December 9th. That's right. Getting closer to Christmas. All the holiday season is aglow as the buzz. I got wintry mix on here in the background. And we got a ton of breaking news slash rumors for you. And as I teased on Twitter, yes, I have been holding out on you for most of this day. I do have some updates. I do have some stuff. We're going to cover a whole bunch of things that maybe we didn't get to in the last show. Uh, Sebastian Lejet, Christian Pavone, some others in there as well. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. A lot of transfer alerts, rumor alerts, all that fun stuff to talk about. Let's break right into it. Let's not waste a single moment. Let's announce the man who's back in one of the ugliest, but also one of the prettiest Christmas sweaters I've ever seen. It's Eric, the Portuguese hammer, Vieira. Eric, how's it going, buddy? Speaking of wintry mix, I'm back. Got the LA Galaxy holiday sweater, feeling all the festive cheer, ready to break out into the song at a moment's notice. So let me know when you're ready. I I got the Mariah Carey octave. No, I'll practice the vocal warmups on mute, but I'm ready. I'm ready to hit that high note whenever whenever you need i know i'm a little early for the christmas show but uh yeah i'm here i'm here i'm committed i'm ready to roll that's good i'm I'm glad that you're here i would like to um i I would like to tell you but two things two two observations one a story one observation to sort of start things out uh i am uh i always am convinced that i know the words to every christmas song until until I have to start like singing them to somebody without the music playing, right? Like, oh, I don't, I don't. So I would just like to say, there's only like five good Christmas songs. Like 700 people sing those five Christmas songs, right? Okay, okay. Right, you know that type of thing. It's like there's 700 different versions of the five good Christmas songs, but they're all there. I am convinced I know all the words to, to them, and uh, I just tried to sing them to my son uh, while he was getting ready for bed, and I remembered uh, almost none of the words. So I was really, I was like, Jing- Jingle Bells. There's, yeah, there's. There's a horse. Jingle bells. The, you know? Yeah, jingle bells. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I see. When you go to the the extended cut. Yeah, I mean, yeah, where so, it starts so you, to go, yeah. So you know the, the first. pudding yeah. and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's. It, it, Away, it, 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 yeah. It, it, then it, we it, got upsought. You know, then the lyrics don't even rhyme. They're just making words up. I, I hear what you're saying. Okay, okay, yes. It, 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 there's deep cuts. There's just, it's like every everybody knows the first verse of every like Christmas song, and then you get into the second verse, and it's like the B-side of an album that you've never yeah. listened to. B-sides, <laughs> albums. That's fun, too. Um, yeah. so like yeah, coast, yeah, coast doesn't play this version. So yeah, they, they, they go just straight and they transition right into the, 
the next Michael Bublé song. I, I would also like to tell you, just to tell you sort of how my day has gone, uh, besides arguing with people in the Discord for most of the day, had my blood pressure through. I spent. Uh, I, I was supposed to go to lunch at 12. Uh, I started arguing, and it was then 1.30, and I was like, well, I, I'm so angry, I'm going to go to lunch. Right. Nice. And so, you, well, you, you put in a, you put in a hard day's shift, yeah, was, you know, go, going into the discord, that's going to battle. That's, that's putting in your hour. So but, yeah, you, you earned your lunch. By the way, Patrick says about Christmas songs, there's always a horse. You have to remember that there's always, a, yeah. there always is, there's a thing, uh, you know, and, and before I get to the rest of my lunch story, uh, there was, they were talking about, uh, Santa baby, that song, and we'll just sort of excuse the fact that it's weird whenever you really start figuring out exactly what's going on. But they were talking about, I want to put a sable under the tree. Um, and one of the hosts goes, goes, Oh, well, she wants a car. That's a pretty big ask. And I was like, yeah, man, who's going to get a car? And a sable is not a car. No, it is. I was going to say, what, what is if, it? Even if I don't know what it is, but I can tell you, I don't think Mercury one of all doesn't make cars anymore. And right. then the sable, they definitely, you know, discontinued the, the, you know, that's more nothing. than 15 years ago. So, so you're, you're already dating yourself. So, yeah. so, but so I have no idea. So a sable <laughs> is, is like a fur coat. Is a fur coat, okay. so he put a fur coat under the tree, which is a little better of an ask, I guess. And, I don't know. It seems like she's reaching and, a lot in that song. That's and, all I'm saying. And here I am thinking of you know 19, late 1990s uh, WWE you know manager to to Mark Merrill. Yeah, that's the sable I'm thinking of, and no. that's that that's taking my brain to a whole different okay. place. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so, since it's it's off season, we're off the rails. Yes. We're already there. Yes. I will say, if you have if you haven't watched Love Hard on Netflix, that's a new movie, holiday movie. Holiday movies are your thing. Very good. It's predictable. Lifetime movie style movie, but mm -hmm. you know what you're getting, but it's still worth the watch. But they do a, a riff on Baby It's Cold Outside. And okay. obviously that song has Wait. been canceled as of recently, but he does his own twist on it, is, and, you know, and kind of makes it all about consent. I think and it's pretty, it's really, really funny. I think so I watched it. If you haven't checked that out, go for it. I think I watched that. I think I watched it already. I don't know. I watched it a bunch, right. but I think I watched it. To one. the Galaxy News. No, hold on. I still got to tell my story oh, about okay, this. Is good. So I went to lunch all angry and I'm like, I'm just going to go to lunch, get something to eat and I'm going to blow off some steam. And so I'm in the drive through at a particular fast food joint. I won't mention because I'll get yelled at regardless of where it is. It doesn't matter if it's McDonald's oh, or in and out or anything, yes, irregardless of where I go. Of course, that should get Aaron all fired up if he's there in there or not. Let's find him. Um, so, uh, so I was sitting there, so I'm going, and I'm inching forward like you do, and all of a sudden, wham, right from behind. Somebody hit me from behind oh. in the drive-thru, and I was so angry. I was so upset, and I was like, this... <laughs> This is this is not okay. This is not okay. I don't need this right now. I'm already angry about everybody calling every Galaxy player soft without a clue of what that means. I was so angry. I got out of the car ready to yell at somebody. And the guy was like, I am so sorry, dude. I did not mean to hit you. That was totally my fault. I, I am. So are you okay? Is everything? I'm like, I'm like, ah. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. just he came in with the right, right, the right, the right amount of pressure. So I'm, I'm also going to ask, in the drive-through, it couldn't have been that fast. He wasn't flying in at 30 you, miles per hour. No. So was there even a mark or no? No, there wasn't. Okay, but yeah. but it always hits harder than you think, right? Yeah. It always hits harder Feels than you harder, think. Yeah, I'm like, jeez, yeah, yeah. that that didn't feel. So anyway, everybody's fine. Nobody's fine. We, we didn't. We, we didn't. Every, nothing's hurt. Everybody's fine. We didn't exchange info. It's a win. He was like, "Have a good day. I'm sorry." And I was already like, "Dude, just." Just let it go. We're good. We should have, should have at least offered to pay for your meal. Yeah, he should have. <laughs> oh, well, didn't happen. All right. Uh, good times. That, by the way, everybody says Canes, by the way, is where I should have gone. If there was one close to work, I would. And I've had this discussion with my wife that there isn't one close to work. And I'm upset about that. <sighs> ready? Are you ready, Eric? Ready. You want to take a deep breath? 
I will take a deep breath. Okay, take I, have a, a, I, I have a Keynes tangent if you want to have a Keynes tangent. I mean, how many? We're seven minutes. I really like upsetting people like eight minutes into a right. show who are like, you so, haven't talked about the galaxy yet? Go ahead, please. I'm traveling for work. Raising Canes is not a new phenomenon. There's Raising Canes where I live in California, Raising Canes around where I live now in Texas. But where I'm traveling for work, they just dropped a new Raising Canes. So I've thought to myself, hey, going to go there for lunch. Line <laughs> literally wraps around this entire shopping center. I, I'm guessing at minimum 45 to an hour wait. And it's like, I like I like Canes, not worth an hour wait. No. And especially, so it's still new, still novelty in the city that I'm in. So I'm like, I'm going to let the the locals enjoy that one. Ah, first time I ever went to In-N-Out, they had opened one in Arizona. This is whenever I was going to school at Arizona State. They had opened one in Scottsdale, and I was like, I'm going, because it was the first one like I had been to, not out, not in California. I'm, I'm going. Waited for an hour and a half. Totally worth it. Went back the next night. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, a little LA Galaxy. Eric and I don't talk enough to each other, so this is no. our, our catch-up time, too. So just FYI. Uh, deep breath, everybody, and here we go. That's right. Uh, we have a bunch of rumor alerts. You're going to hear this noise. You're going to see this uh, this alert sign many times today. We have, I don't know, three or four of them. So let's start with the first one. Uh, one of the ones that we have been telling you about, and if you've been following on our Twitter feed, that's where you're going to get most of our information. And then I go and discuss that with the people on Discord. And so if you want more information, Discord is where you can do it. Joining, we click links. There's all sorts of stuff there. Um the first one we had talked about, I think, on Monday, but I didn't have confirmation as to exactly what was happening and whether or not it was going to happen and whether or not it was going to be confirmed. Uh, I was uh, able to confirm this, and we know that the LA Galaxy asked for permission from Toronto to talk to Mike Munoz. Mike Munoz, former LA Galaxy 2 head coach, uh, was let go whenever Dennis DeClosa came in and wanted to put his own guys in, in place. Uh, Mike went to, uh, to Toronto and I think TFC 2, uh, their lower division and was was uh, working over there and, and coaching over there for them. Uh, the Galaxy asked for permission for Toronto. They got that permission. Uh, and Mike Munoz will be joining the LA Galaxy. Director of Development and Method Methodology will be his title. Uh, not coming back as G2 head coach. Uh, Junior Gonzalez currently is LA Galaxy 2 head coach. A little more information on that coming up. Um, the, the Director of, Meth of Development and Metho Methodology is uh, in at least practice from what I can tell Eric it looks like the Academy director, but, it, mm -hmm. but he also is going to fold galaxy two into that as well. Right. So, uh, yeah. Greg Vanny is in charge of technical decisions on pl player personnel, those types of things for the senior team all the way through the organization. So he needs somebody who's going to help him make those decisions at G2 and in the Academy. And Mike Munoz seems to be that guy for this. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I hear development, basically, G2 is the last step in development because, you know, G2 that you are still, that is still a, a ground where you're training those players and developing them, giving them game minutes, playing in USL and getting game ready. So that's kind of the last stage of the development. So I'm looking, I'm imagining, like you're imagining Greg Vanny, first team and above, and then Munoz, G2 and down. Right. So almost working backwards. And then the methodology piece, you know, <laughs> who knows with all the fancy titles if that's just, you know, kind of general tactics. But even when Dennis DeClosa was in charge, he talked about, the structure and the kind of the, you know, the theme and the, 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 the why behind they went, you know, they were doing certain things. So to me, it's just kind of, it's just giving a title to everything that, you know, he was doing previously with the, with the Academy. 
yeah, so uh, so Mike Munoz will be coming back for that. Uh, really, uh, again, to allow Greg Vandy to focus on the first team and, and be kept up abroad for everything else that was happening out. Now, I talked about Junior Gonzalez as G2 head coach. Whenever I had originally talked, I had heard nothing about what his future held, and so I assumed that for, he was going to stay around. Um, that seems to not be the case. Junior Gonzalez will depart, it seems, as Galaxy 2 head coach. Um, and so it will be one of Mike's things uh, to find a new Galaxy 2 head mm-hmm. coach. But... If we go through, and one of the major things that Dennis DeClosa did was the academy and fix the academy and fix that pipeline going to the senior team, right? Spent a lot of time with those relationships, Eric. Uh, He is now gone. Dennis DeClosa is gone. The director of academy, Juan Carlos Ortega, is now gone. Junior Gonzalez, the Galaxy 2 head coach, will be leaving as well. So you have three guys there who were there when Galaxy Academy and G2 were having success, and now they're gone. Now, it's not unusual for a new guy to come in and want to have his own guys, Right. And being he's now in charge of all these decisions, he gets to pick those guys. So Vanny gets to pick who he wants in those positions. But having seen something that has taken a, taken some good momentum now go in a different direction is a scary proposition because you don't know if they're going to be able to continue that momentum and continue those relationships that G2 and the Academy have created while Dennis was here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to zag a little bit in the other direction. But before I do that, this just kind of the coincidences of the timing of this. So when DTK comes in, that's when Munoz departs. So now the DTK is gone. Munoz is now back in. So if you kind of read the tea leaves there, it kind of lets you know, well, who was in charge when Munoz, Munoz was here. And so it's, all those signs are kind of pointing to Chris Klein, Jovan Karofsky, uh, you know, Pete Vianas. I know he's, he's got a spectrum deal. I don't know if he's, he's back in the fold, but it kind of seems like that old guard that was in charge, they seem to be the ones who are in charge now. And so they're kind of bringing back their guys that they had in place. So that is the part that's a little bit scary to me because obviously when they were at the helm, the Galaxy didn't have success. So for some reason, they're being rewarded with you know getting another a, a third, fourth, fifth chance at life, whatever you want to call this. Right. So the, the next kind of the, the zag where I'll say I'll go the devil's advocate piece is that DTK and developing the academy pipeline, kind of fixing some of those structures that having in place, developing a true pathway where now uh, academy players were going to G2 and then signing first team contracts. The Galaxy had several players from the academy and then G2 signed first team contracts in the last year. So now you had, I want to say, five, six guys that you signed as academy players you know, eventually to first team contracts. So you can't sign five guys every season right. from the academy to the first team. So now they've kind of stocked your, your Saldanas, your, your Neils, your Arajos, if you want to, want to count that, you know, uh, the, you, the Procranuses, if you want to count him in there as well. So you have uh, a chunk of those academy players now, and now you want to give them two, three years on the first team to kind of, you know, maybe get a crack at some minutes and then get that first team spot. If that's something that they're going to do, they're going to, you know, kind of follow in the footsteps of Julian Araujo and get that first team spot in the next two or three years. So you don't need to backfill with your academy probably for the next at least one to two seasons. So if you're going to make this change, it's kind of okay to make that change now because you've already filled with your academy. And so now you're, you're developing the next over the next two to three years, that's when you're now kind of building up in two to three years, who's going to be that next batch of academy signings? Because you just, it's not feasible for every year to sign five academy guys. You're just going to, there's not enough roster spots and they're not going to get those first team minutes. It's not practical. No, but you're going to rotate through, you know, obviously some of the the academy guys that make it to the senior team aren't going to progress, right? Yeah. They're, they're going to stumble. I mean, when we see this, it's not everybody who can make it. And, uh, you know, this has been one of my arguments as well, is that most of the guys who are in major league soccer don't play very many minutes. 
That's most of the guys who are in Major League Soccer. There's a 30-man roster. You have probably 18 to 20 guys who really play, and then there's 10 guys who are outside of that who probably never play, right? And then you have 11 yeah. starters who start most of the games, and then you have, you know, six guys who get to fill in sometimes, but they don't, you know, they average maybe 45 minutes, a, you know, a game or even less than that, 20 minutes a game, you know, 15 minutes a game. Those of, so when you think about it, people in MLS, the majority of players don't play. Right. And so that's something to think about. Also, the majority of people who get developed in the academy don't make it to Galaxy 2. And the majority of the Galaxy 2 players don't make it to the senior team. Right. And yeah. so it's this attrition that keeps percent, happening yeah, over, percent over, of over a percent of a percent. Yeah. Right. And so you keep wiping people through. You're going to lose somebody. Right. Somebody's going to get hurt, unfortunately, and they're not going to be able to continue. Right. That type of thing. Somebody's just not going to be able to handle the pro game in Major League Soccer. Right. Um, I think everybody sees uh, sees that, you know, Julian Arano is so successful and comes up through the academy and does the things that he's supposed to do and now you look at him and you're like oh man you, everybody's like that not everybody's think, like that that's well that's think, one just think think back to the last seven years you know your uh mcbeans your you know ari lassiter's your uh you know uh you, you can keep going through this list uh who are, who are your favorite brothers the villarreal's you know all these guys who have gone through and none of them pan so to say oh well, look at julian arajo well that's one out of you know, you know, four, 30, 40 players who they've tried right. to cycle through. And then again, excellent product placement Thank with you. the Dr. Pepper yeah. there to yeah. people, give the people, chat. What they people want. on the podcast will never <laughs> see that. That's, that's the sad part. They're missing, they're missing but all the of the chat it. was going wild. It was uh, incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I, so that's the, that you're right. That is the part of it. It's not all of these players are going to pan out. It's going to be the one in 30 or the one in 50 that actually squeeze through. It's, it's, it's not the, it's not the rule. It's the exception. It is. So anyway, this is something to watch. Again, I think you're right, Eric. It won't be, you know, this this high speed crash on the freeway. Uh, it's more likely uh, going to be, you know, a fender bender and a drive through that sort of starts this whole chain reaction. Uh, setting it up for that whole, you know, that was, uh, what, uh, what was it? Eight, 18 minutes of setup just to land there. What a callback. You call stuck back. it perfectly. What Credit a callback. You, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's sort of the, the stuff that's going on with um, with Mike Munoz. Expect that to be announced sometime. You know, MLS Cup happens on Saturday. Once that, then it's sort of free for all. There's a whole bunch of list of things. There's a half day trade window that's coming up, which is one of the reasons why we're paying so much attention to all the rumors right now, because we do expect that one of the things that is going to happen, um, you know, here uh, in this this half day trade window could be a movement or two from the LA Galaxy um, outward, probably not inward um, as we're looking at this thing. So half day trade window opens up on Sunday, only a half day, basically just like six hours or something like that. <laughs> I it's if, if you don't love MLS, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, what's wrong with you? You know, your MLS cup and then half a day of trade window. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's MLS. work up to a fervor and then just like a, a, a very big letdown after that. So 9, 9am Eastern to 1pm Eastern is that trade window. All right. So just uh, quick, strap quick. in, strap in so fast, so fast. Uh, all right. Uh, so that's, that's one of the things. Okay. So that's, that's sort of where we're sitting with Mike Munoz that we're expecting to get an announcement sometime whenever that's not a super high priority announcement that they're definitely going to do. Let's get to Sebastian Legette. Oh, of course I, I got it right as, right as it was looping. Was gonna, that was my moment. <laughs> the Mariah Carey. Oh, I don't want to lie. Okay. Okay. Oh, that was I'll good. Stop. Uh, we're going to talk about Sebastian Legette. Obviously, uh, Stephen Goff dropped a, a little bit, not a bomb, by the way. This is so expected. And I saw, I was giving people uh, some stick on Twitter. They're like, man, I predicted this. I'm like, you didn't have to have inside information to predict that Sebastian Legette, one, was on the trading block, and two, might end up in New England. All right. Now, oh, 
Yeah. You, you know what was the tell? What? And you, you know, I'm a keen eye for this. I, yep, I know what yeah, you're talking about. LA Galaxy was no longer on his Instagram profile. Had the U.S. Men's National Team crest. So that's when you knew it was time, time. The time in LA was done once the LA Galaxy left the Instagram profile and uh, the picture in the Galaxy jersey was gone. So that's when we knew. I think he's cruising in Hawaii right now. Um, I think that he's there with Becky G. I watched a whole Instagram live with Becky G this morning. It was a replay just to see uh-huh. if Sebastian was there and he was. Well, so yeah, it was well, poor. That's me. why you needed to go to lunch. You needed to you know, quench your thirst there. That's right. Young buck. <laughs> oh, Seba. Um, so anyway, so the, the, the rumor is, and per Steven Goff, and let's just go ahead and get the tweet up here. MLS trade in the works, according to sources, Sebastian Jet from LA galaxy, new England revolution, which won't rink, relinquish a player in the, deal so just they're talking about money uh trade window opens on sunday for that very short period of time uh golf goes on to say legit played for bruce arena galaxy 2015 2016 and u.s men's national team trade hasn't been finalized but talks are very serious expansion charlotte fc had also taken strong interest in the 29 year old midfielder i can add to that dallas austin and colorado all interested in sebastian legit as well what did we tell you on this show we said that if they were going to move sebastian legit it probably wouldn't be in conference that charlotte or new england under bruce arena would be a good landing spot for them uh it's no it's no 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 secret that bruce arena likes to go and get players that he's worked with before um he likes players in this age range at 29 as well just sort of right on the end of that peak and thinks that he can do something and bruce has here's the thing I'm going to tell you that uh, certainly talking to some people that it seems Vanny was unsure of Sebastian Legette, right? And it was sort of like, I don't know whether or not he can mix this uh, or mix into this system that I have. And I'm not sure he's a good fit for it. And if he's not a good fit and I'm unsure, then I can't keep him because he costs a lot of money and he's going to cost, uh, you know, almost a million dollars in in roster spot with uh, general yeah. allocation money, t- targeted allocation money, however you want to. Um, sort of say that. So I can't keep him. He, he costs too much and he takes up too much if I'm not 100% sure he can do what I need him to do. And we saw during the season that Vanny kept trying to get him in a position to be successful. And Sebastian Legette didn't have a good year. Uh, he had a he had a better year for the U.S. men's national team. And if you look at the beginning of the year, he was very good for them, right? And then he faded that, into this. Uh, that, that was the parallel that he had. It was, you know, did we get USM, USMNT Sebastian Legette or Galaxy Legette? And eventually, towards the end, it all kind of... They were the same. <laughs> it all melded into the same thing. So you're right. I think Danny, you know, furthermore, not only is he taking up a, a large chunk of your roster spot and you don't have a spot for him, I think he eventually just became a sub at the end for Benny. And so, again, when you think U.S. national team players, someone of his, you know, stature, you know, just being a sub, that's a waste of a sub. So then you think, okay, well, if I unload the near million dollars in salary, and then he's going to be a valuable asset, so you're going to maybe... I would imagine to get somewhere close in that million range or, you know, in GAM cam or whatever it is. And so now you're getting $2 million. So you're kind of doubling your investment, doubling your return. Yeah. That's, that's where you want to get rid of them. So depending on what they're able to get for them, that's going to be, you know, the key, but I think you're right. If it, it wasn't working out. So again, that's the time to move it to me. I thought Charlotte was going to be the place just right. because they're an expansion team. You can have a face of the franchise and, you know, really move forward. They're going to have tons of, you know, Tam Gam to spend. So I thought that was a, a landing point that made sense. But, you know, Bruce, Bruce is the guy who brought him into the league. So it makes sense that Bruce is a guy who wants him. Uh, and that's, he, he, he seems like a Bruce guy and he'd actually be a good bit, uh, you know, for the revs for what they have. What I would wish, I wish there was a trade because the revs had 
you know, some guys that I think the galaxy would definitely, you know, benefit from having like a Carlson heel. Uh, you know, that's, that's exactly the type of player the galaxy need, but you're not going to give up the league MVP. <laughs> no, no. Sebastian legit. So no. as much as we, we love the boy, you're not, you're, he's not MVP uh, worthy for a trade. By the way, uh, Vera in the chat room says, you know, he did lose his sister this year as well. I mean, it's certainly part of the yeah. conversation and, and the whole deal. Eric, if I had to ask you, what Sebastian Legette's best season for the LA Galaxy was, what would you say is the answer to that? I've thought about this uh-huh. long and hard. Yes. And it's his, his first year he came to the Galaxy. 2015, he was scoring goals. He was going at defenders. And that, that's the Sebastian Legette that I always longed for. He never he never seemed to match that intensity that he had when he, was, uh, when he first arrived in 2015. So uh, where do I win? Uh, nothing, because you were wrong. Uh, his best <laughs> no. year, uh, at least by goals and assists, and and I think okay. that that's a, a relatively good argument for him, although I would still say that his possession-based game is still one of the better things that sort of works for him, and so that's more of an asset. That's what Bruce Arena is getting, one of the top possession-based passers in Major League Soccer. Um, but it was 2020, goals and assists, he had 10 total, six goals, four assists. Uh, 2015 and 20 games played because he came in uh, a little after the, the season had started. Um, actually, more than a little bit, but he was eventually he got there. So 20 games played, uh, seven goals, two assists, so nine technically. Um, okay. I'm not totally, I'm no, not far off no. with, my, with my assessment. Yeah, if, if I'm going on goals, but you're right. And that is something, uh, not everyone loved that he turned into this, but he did go from more of an attacking player into a possession-based player so you're right depending on what which version you like you know he turned into a different player than he was so if you wanted 2015 legit you're upset with what's turned out but if you like the possession guy then you're you're going to go after a player like that so it all depends on uh, and i think that's probably why the relationship uh, and again twitter's not real life but why there's kind of the sebastian legit hater club out there is because we saw so much of that promise in that attack and it just was never able uh, to return to that type of uh, that type of play. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I got to stop and acknowledge uh, Herb and the Herb and the Herb Memorial chat room. Um, that's what we're calling chat rooms now. The Herb Memorial chat room, even though Herb is perfectly fine. Uh, Fifty dollar uh, super chat, Herb. Thank you. Uh, happy holidays to you. A shout out to the hammer with that awesome sweater. I might actually have to give you some of that money for the sweater. I was, was going to say I'm, I'm not even on camera right now. I need to. I need. We need to. For her paid the fifty dollars. I feel like I need to dance or do or do something. I you know I feel like I need to earn those fifty dollars. <laughs> Please don't. This shut, is shut. This, this is a children's show. All right. This is all, right. all ages. De- demonetize the video. Yeah, but, you know. Thank you, Herb. Appreciate it. The sweater. Wanted to spice things up here today. So appreciate appreciate the super chat. And as always, Herb, you're, you're the man. We we appreciate the chats as always. We will always respect you in, in memory, respectfully. Yeah, in memoriam, um, <laughs> even though you're perfectly fine, I would imagine. Uh, here's the thing with Sebastian Legette is that whenever he first came in, too, he played the winger role. He was more of a bomb at forward guy. He was also a kid who had not played very much with West Ham. Remember, he had mono and that sort of mm-hmm. stalled everything. And like he didn't really get much playing time, finally made a debut, but still wasn't a wasn't a big sort of hit um, with West Ham, came over to the Galaxy and just came out of the, the gates. Just as you yeah. have seen sometimes, young players do now i don't know if people remember this he faded in that year as well as he got towards the end of the season he ran out of gas because he was not used to playing that many minutes right and so i think he matured as a player and sort of figured out how to provide that consistent sort of um effort that is needed in major league soccer day over day uh and game over game and for me uh, I, I understand why Greg Vandy is doing it I, I think it's probably a smart move i think it's a smart move for sebastian Legette, fully expecting that Sebastian Legette 
is going to have a very good season for New England uh, whenever this all happens. I've heard um, outside of some of the other things that I, I've been talking about, I've heard that the the paperwork and everything is still ongoing, so nothing's done done. Um, but barring any of that, uh, it may not get announced on Sunday. I will I will tell everybody. Don't expect it on Sunday. It may happen on Sunday, but I don't think it's going to be ready for that half-day trade window. Okay, but here's my concern. He was on the trading block, and it seems like the Galaxy may not have the leverage here because you know he, they wanted to get rid of him. So I was putting a price tag on him, and now that I'm thinking about that, I, I'm, I'm worried that we may not get a lot for him. So I, I'm curious to see what it's going to be because it seems like the leverage is not in the Galaxy's hands because the, he was on the block. They were looking to get rid of him. Where it might change is other teams that were willing to give money and maybe that's where it's going to drive up the price. But that's my only bit of concern is, are we going to get, you know, a, a good value for offloading a player like that? I will say this as well. If Greg Vanny is the coach that I expect him to, and is it the GM and the player manager that I expect him to be? I imagine he asked Sebastian Lejet where he wanted to go as well. And I would imagine that the galaxy would be willing to take less money to get him to a place where he wants to go. Now, having said that, I think, it could be a lot of money. But if you're looking for the place where you probably could have got the most general allocation money, the most time, it probably would have been Charlotte, right? And yeah, and you don't want, and and again, I to me, I throw out Colorado and I throw out Dallas and I throw out Austin because I'm like, I do not want to face him twice in the Western Conference. Enough things are hard enough. You don't want to face him twice. At most, you want to face him twice one time in the, uh, whenever you play whatever t- the New England <laughs> and then, an, and MLS the, cup, and then yeah. an MLS Cup, right? <laughs> Those are the only two times that you want to play him. Um, and so he's. Go- I think he's going to play better. Here's the thing that also could be in this. You know, Goff said it was a money deal. Um, perhaps that's the case. Perhaps it's all money. Also, could an international slot be thrown in there as well? Maybe the Galaxy want an extra international slot to, to free up some room to do some things. So maybe Bruce Arena's like, that's fine because all my guys get green cards because I know how to manipulate the system. Because I'm Bruce, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, New England used to be the place where you'd go. To get international, international slot. But I also know that, you know, that they have done a better job of bringing in uh, international guys, but but again, to your point, Bruce also knows how to to work. Uh, you know the immigration system over there on both on both coasts. Yeah, I, I would. To me, I am I'm going to put a wide range on it because I think it's really hard to figure out value for players in Major League Soccer in in inner team trades because sometimes you're just like I had no idea he was worth 1.2 million dollars in general allocation money. Um, mm-hmm. I would put it anywhere between, let's say. 600 and a million dollars in general allocation money. And if it's any, even around 500, I wouldn't be surprised. And people would like fall over and hold their chest. Here's the thing that you have to remember is that you're getting his salary. Yeah. His, well, his salary also, right? The salary is 950, almost it's 923,750, but let's say $950,000. You get that back. So already the galaxy can go out and spend almost a million dollars on another player to replace Sebastian Legette just if they got absolutely nothing with him and they just got him off the roster. And remember, his contract runs through 2023, right? He just signed a newish contract. So 2023 is the last year of that contract. He would not have been out of contract this year. It would have been another year as well. Yeah, and so and Enrique actually mentioned in the chat, so I promised Enrique, I'm not stealing this. I was actually going to say this, but uh, 500000 in GAM might not seem like, or, or TAM, excuse me, might Either. not seem like It doesn't a lot, matter. But, but, but the exchange rate, so maybe you can bring someone in for like close to a million dollars or even close to, you know, uh, more than that, but then you use that money to buy them down. And so now you're getting essentially a fourth DP because you're able to pay someone that that level of a salary, but you're able to buy it down. So while that might not seem like a lot, if it's enough to make up the difference so you can get a DP level player and just buy them down with that extra money, then that that's 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 good enough. 
And so, Enrique, shout out to you for calling it. But I promise I was going to make that point before he put it in the chat. <laughs> he, here's the thing as well. Um, and by the way, I had a scheduled tweet that went out at 8.30. So the chat room already is going to know about one of the things that I'm talking about. And so if you're paying attention to Twitter, then you will see that. And I will talk about that here as well. So everybody chill out and we'll get to it. Um, the other thing is that if you're going to do that and buy down a fourth DP and do all those things that you're going to do, um, you have to look at the galaxy and and what happens the next year. Right. You could bring in a DP, Eric, right? First of all, you're going to get a new DP, right? Mm-hmm. Right now we're... That's happening regardless. That's happening regardless. So you don't have to worry about that. Or irregardless. Either of those. Um, and so uh, that's one thing. Then we know that Chicharito's contract is up at the end of this year, right? So he's gone at the end of this year. Um, and and yes. so could you bring in somebody who for short term for a lower amount of money who would still be a DP, but you're able to pay them down underneath that DP and then make them a DP next year. And so you can flip flop and get four DPs, yeah. you know, for that little bit of time. It, there's some there's some planning that yeah. needs to happen here. Yeah. In, in the circles that I run, we call that a Zlatan. So we call that the Zlatan deal, the yeah. sweetheart. <laughs> you know, we can bring you in on TAM and then next year we pay you the big bucks. That's when when Jaimes Rodriguez shows up and you're paying him $1.3 million or something like that. Yeah. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a, it'll, it'll be an, an interesting one. So um, that's the deal with Sebastian Legette. I imagine we're going to hear more about that, but wanted to fill you in on some of the other teams that we're looking at. Wanted to give you an idea on sort of the the um the timeline of all this happening again i don't know that it happened sunday i think something's happening on sunday and we'll get to that here in a little bit but um that's that's one of the things now we're gonna go on to another one let's see if i can do this better this time oh okay there we go all right a little alert here we now have the uh christian pavone alert the christian pavone alert uh and this was one that i didn't get to talk about on monday i think it broke on tuesday uh where boca some boca accounts started tweeting that the yellow galaxy were once again interested in Christian Pavone and Eric, I was like, this is Groundhog's Day. This cannot be, uh, we're not, we're not doing this again. <laughs> I was so upset when I heard this. I was like, I have to talk about this again. Ah, good times. Don't, Let's hear it. Don't, what's, what's the latest? Don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. If you've watched Groundhog's Day, that's my favorite part. Just wanted to let you know. Don't drive angry. Uh, that's of course when the groundhog is driving on the railroad tracks, obviously. Um, Christian Pavone to LA. Uh, I, I was able to confirm this and I tweeted this out. So this is not news to you, but I do have some additional information that I can add to this. Uh, I can confirm that the LA galaxy are trying to reacquire Christian Pavone. Uh, there is, so I have to put this in three different tenses because I don't know if it's happened or if it, or if it's happening right now, or if it, is going to happen. But Chris Klein and Jovan Karofsky are supposedly going to either have already been to Argentina or in Argentina right now or will be going to Argentina in order to try to get this done. I know I know that's like, well, Josh, that's like three different things, right? Yeah, don't give us a Schrodinger's Klein. I don't like that. I, I don't like the way that sounds. Very well. But but again, Klein and Karofsky, why are they the ones, why are they doing all the business right now? It really makes me nervous. So some, we're not, we're not going to announce a new GM, are we? I think, I think no, no, the, those no, are our guys. It's, oh, they are going to announce that Vanny has the technical decisions in terms of player personnel and who he wants to get. And that Jovan Karofsky and Chris Klein will pick up the slack on everything else that inquires that the paper. negotiating paperwork, those types of things in order to get him the player that he is, which by the way, we have done before. If everybody remembers, this is not new. The LA galaxy have pulled this before. So this is where, <laughs> this is where we are at again. Now, uh, I have more faith that Greg Vanny is there. Um, I, I don't want to say this to be rude, but I, I, you know, with Dennis, I always felt like there was an adult in the room. And again, the super, the, like the <laughs> supervision is like, I just, I don't know. And 
it should be worrying and it's certainly a question mark and everybody should be paying attention to it. I think that's the only way I can say it. So Chris Klein, Jovan Krofsky have already gone, are there now, or will be going to Argentina. They are going after Christian Pavone. They are being serious. There's a couple things you have to know about Christian Pavone. Uh, his contract expires in June of 2022. So that's six months away, basically in soccer terms, right? Um, that expiration uh, means that one, he can sign it under FIFA rules. He can sign a pre-contract in order to go somewhere in June, right? Once it's within six months, you can sign a pre-contract and you can move. But really what's happening is that Boca is trying to move him now because they realize if they don't move him now, they get $0 for him and he can move for free. Now, I've seen Eric, and I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter, everybody's saying, we should just wait. Galaxy should just wait. Wait and get him in the summertime and then you don't have to pay a transfer fee. And his $1.4 or $1.5 million salary, whatever he was making, sort of could possibly fit under the TAM level and you could TAM him instead of making him a designated player. Wonderful. I think everybody is on top of that except for one very important thing. Um... Well, actually, multiple very important things, but <laughs> but but still, um, the 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 important thing that I was told is that this will not be cheap. It will not be easy. Uh, the LA Galaxy will be bidding against multiple teams in order to get Christian Pavone. This is not as simple as well. He can only go to the Galaxy. He can go a lot of places. Now, I think he wants to come to LA, and he holds a lot of power because his contract expires in six months, and he can yeah. sort of be like, I'm not going there. But this will not be cheap. It will not be easy. It will require a transfer fee. And that transfer fee, Eric, whenever we were talking last year, was like 15 million, 12 I was, to 15. I, I think they were willing to pay, I think, somewhere between 10 to 12. But I think we said that ceiling could be 15 and we, we would be OK with that for a player of his caliber. So what it reminds me of is the, actually that waiting for, you know, when he becomes a free agent, becomes available. You're right. If we did wait for that, you know, next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. That'd be great. But you're right. Boca, if that happened, would get zero dollars. So even if they sell him for, you know, a sack of potatoes and, and you know, and, and gam, which they can't even use. They the have Argentine, potatoes. They have potatoes. That's, it's better than nothing. So <laughs> right. so they're going to they're going to offload them for something. But what it reminds me of is back when another Boca player, when the Galaxy were in talks and Dario Benedetto was that name that was getting thrown around. It's like, well, we don't need him right now. This can be a summer move. And then by the time summer came around, he was already sold to Marseille. So you can't wait around for players like that. They're going to get scooped up. So even if it's not going it, to – it's a shorter contract, so you're right. It's not going to be the 10, 15 million. So you are looking at that you know, 5, 6, 7 million if you want to guarantee it. But if you, know, you want to play hardball, maybe you can get him for a little bit less. You'll get something because uh, he does have the leverage. But uh, it just reminds me of we've been in this situation before where, okay, we'll wait till the summer. Well, that, that works for some leagues, but for, for the way the Argentine league runs, it's not going to work out. You are going to need to pay something if you want them, but there are, there are a lot of question marks with them. It's, you're, you're taking a risk by going after them. As a player, on the field production, yes, 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 go after him. He's a game changer. We've had tons of that talk. Well, the Galaxy need a cam. He's not a cam, but I'll, I'll die on the hill that he can create it's from a that. cam or a game changer or a right. creator. Right. And he's a creator. You know, he create he creates with assists. He creates goals. He, you know, creates havoc on defenses. So I'm OK with not having a cam if you have someone like that who could be a creator and create chances and create goals. Point six and point six five, actually point five, nine and point six, five in terms of goals plus assists per 90 when he was with the L.A. Galaxy. Point uh, five, five with Boca, point six, seven with Boca, point six, three with Boca. 
Uh, he's at 0.4 right now this season. Um, but again, there's a lot of talk. And I did talk to our good friend, John Rojas, by the way. Everybody's like, oh, John Rojas. Um, I, talk, I, I was like, who can I talk to about Argentina? And I'm like, John is the guy. And so I called him. Um, we had a nice little chat uh, as I was driving down the freeway. Uh, John is doing well. I do plan on having him on the podcast, especially if this continues to go in the direction that we think it is. Um, so John and I had a little discussion about that. Apparently, Pavone is once again saying, I don't want to be here. I want to go. I want out of here. And Boko goes, we want you gone. We don't want you here. And then we have to go. And Debbie asked the correct question. What happened to his court case? I said in the tweet that I imagined, well, actually, I didn't say I imagined. I said, you know, the, the LA Galaxy wouldn't touch him as long as there were still these charges hanging out. And if you're you've been living under a rock for two years, it's two years now, isn't it? It feels like two years. Yeah. If you've been living under a rock for two years, uh, there uh, he was accused of sexual assault um, by a young lady uh, that was forwarded on to the prosecutor who then does the investigation. It's still in the investigatory phase. Uh, he has said that he didn't do it and it wasn't him. Uh, his lawyers have said that this is an extortion case, plain and simple. I've heard at least uh, over the year that they that the Galaxy believe that's probably the case as well, that this has happened before in these situations to players at Boca and the whole deal. I'm not saying that that's... I, I don't want to pick a side here. I am just want you to understand the landscape. That's... that's Well, if they're offering to buy in, then they're, they're basically playing that. They're on that side of it where they, they seem to be in line with you know believing the Christian Pavone side and his lawyer's side, if they're willing to take that risk, you know, and we we've had people that you know I know you've spoken to and we've spoken to have said based on the character that they've seen, that's the direction they're going. But it's it's still a risk, it's still it, a risk, so, even if it's like yeah. you said, if, if yeah, it's ninety, for it. yeah, if it's ninety, yeah. if you're ninety nine percent sure, and I feel at the Galaxy Galaxy field, they're ninety nine percent sure uh, that Christian Pavone and just based on what they know of him. Um, that this is that he's an innocent man and that he's going if you're one per, if you're a half a percent wrong and you realize I uh, so let's just let's play this out just a little bit just for this let's pretend this all happens let's pretend Christian Pavone comes the Argentine legal system is supposedly slow um, even maybe slower than the US court system um, and so it takes a while for these things to progress. Uh, that means that he could play for the LA Galaxy and that court case just never pops back up. But the question is always going to be there and it's not going to be able to be answered. If he has a press conference, the first question that gets asked is about this case, about what, how they, how, why the LA Galaxy feel comfortable even associating in this. And anytime they talk about the case, let's say it starts to pick up and now there's going to be maybe a trial or there's going to be more investigation. They're going to link Christian Pavone, sexual assault and the LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy player. Yes. LA Galaxy winger. That's going to be in line number one. Yeah. So you're now you're putting yourself on that line. You, you absolutely are. And so, you know, yeah. even if you're 99% sure if he goes to trial and you're linked, that's your club, be, your name being dragged through that the whole time. So you have to be 100% sure that this is not going to be an issue. Um, if he gets convicted and you've bought the player knowing that this was hanging over his head and now he can't play for you and you lose the money and you do all these things, this is a risk. This is a risk that could cause people their jobs. Um, and it's something the LA galaxy apparently are comfortable enough with that. They're going to go and approach this and, again. And I would imagine since paperwork hasn't been drafted, knowing this going into it, I would imagine that there's some type of clause built into it that if, you know, things go a different direction that the galaxy are able to cut ties, I would hope. But even, even if let's say you're able to clean cut, you don't owe him money uh, and you don't, you know, you're able to release it for the team with no penalty because that was built into a contract. You've now wasted time and effort and, you now need to go look for another winger and look for another DP. And so you're now starting over again. So even if that's built into the contract, it still sets you back if it does go in the opposite direction. 
that's where we sit with Pavone. Uh, right now, the LA Galaxy are in pursuit of Christian Pavone. From what I understand, that doesn't mean that he's coming. It does mean that there's a possibility that he comes. Um, and so keep that in mind. Um, that is that is where we're at now. Uh, by the way, uh, feel the berm. Correct. Yeah. Correct question. Hundred yes. percent correct. Why, I was just going to bring it up. Yep. <laughs> why? Why risk it all? Feel the berm says. Is there no one comparable? And this was one of the things that we had in our group chat, Eric. Which was, yeah. are they out of ideas? Do they not know that there are other soccer players that maybe don't have rape yeah. allegations was, like hanging over I, their head? I, I'm going to say I don't know if this is going to need to be bleeped, but I'm going to quote Heath Ledger from Ten Things I Hate About You. One of the best lines. It's with this girl. Does she have beer flavored nipples? Yes. Like yeah, there are yeah. a lot of there, there are other there are other players out there. There are other wingers that you can go after. Other cams. So yeah. So I, I I agree. So while I would love to have Pavone, he, he produced while he was here. You know, th- there are other comps. There are other things. I see Perisic is a name that Patrick keeps throwing in there. I'd love to have someone like that. You know, come to the team. So you're right. There are other players out there that you can go after and pay a handsome sum for it and and have them be worth it. So. That, that's where I feel the berm is, is absolutely asking all the right questions. Now, the other thing that you sort of get, though, is he's also a proven commodity in Major League Soccer, right? And you would imagine, Which, yeah, you would imagine that's right. worth a lot of money, right? And, and and because, you know, going back to Chicharito when his, he first came and he struggled, and then I even saw in the chat someone had mentioned, well, he's not scoring for Boca. He's not playing as well as he did there. But you saw what he can do in this league. And so I think he gives you that confidence. Okay, maybe he's not necessarily at that level at Boca but you saw what he could do with the Galaxy when he has you know you know he's able to go at the 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 talent around this particular league what he can do around here so that's where you feel comfortable with it even if he's not doing the same exact things one for one uh in Argentina right now I think I think it's a huge gamble um a huge gamble and uh, you know I I don't know that's that's where we leave it for now is that's that's sort of where we sit with that and the LA Galaxy are going after them all right are we are we good for? Can we move on to the next one now? We're ready. Because the alert. Because we have another one. Let's see if we. Ah, yes. There we go. All right. Uh, alert here. We now have the Dan Steris alert. Uh, Corner of the galaxy can confirm. Dan Steris, uh, one of the longest tenured players outside of Sebastian Lejet with the LA Galaxy, is on the trading block. Uh, and we we surmise that in the off season, right? Um, and. It's it's one of those things where you're sort of like, okay, it seems like he's out of favor with Vanny and Vanny, you know, it's basically the same thing with the jet. If Vanny can't trust Dan Stairs, then Dan Stairs isn't going to play. And if Dan Stairs isn't going to play, then there's probably value in him moving somewhere else Uh, was able to confirm with a couple sources. One is that Dan Stairs absolutely on the trading block. Uh, The other is it seems as if and, and was told by somebody that his playing time with L.A. is is at an end. Um, this could be a deal that gets announced on Sunday. I'm sort of, I don't know that it is, but I think something possibly could happen um, coming up in this trade window. And this could be that move that that sort of moves. I don't know teams yet. I don't know a lot of those things. Um, this, I, yeah, I, yeah, go I, ahead. I, I will say Madam Serrano has it in the chat. And again, the chat keeps beating me to, to my points here. But Charlotte, again, is another team that I think you're if you're building, you go domestic, you go American defender, a known commodity in the league, you know, someone who's going to be able to start games and help you out. Charlotte's, that, a, Charlotte's a fun city, too. I mean, that's that, not that's, a horrible place to go to. Like yeah, when Dave went that, to Nashville, Dave Romney went to yeah, Nashville. That was a exactly, good city. This Charlotte exactly. is a good city. So this that seems like one that makes a lot of sense. So it just uh, the, it's a little bit of a depressing thing with Legit, you know, on his way out, stairs on his way out. It's kind of the end of an era because they were, you know, good stewards of the club. Like they 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 gave this team what they had and they contributed. And so you, you I, I agree. We have this. We've had this conversation lots of times. Uh, you know, Dan Stairs is 
it's, it's, if it's time for him to move on, he deserves better. He doesn't need to be jerked around and said, am I going to start? Am I going to sub? Am I going to start? And keep doing that dance. Go somewhere where he knows he's going to get the playing time and he doesn't have to worry about, do I need to prove myself to another new coach and another center back that's going to come in? You no. know, I think, I think he's shown that, okay, it's time to move on and, and, and focus on something different. So, you know, credit to you downstairs, you know, way to serve the club, but you know, I totally get why it's time to move on also. Yeah. Um, by the way, and the, the man that I called the nuclear cockroach, um, probably that's, that's lovingly, by the way, I would like to point out lovingly <laughs> the nuclear cockroach, um, outlasted so many different defenders that came in to try to like unseat him. And whenever you look at this season, Nick Depew probably played a little bit better than Dan Starrs, but to be honest, I don't know that it was like head and shoulders <laughs> above question, question for you. Whiskers. Yeah. Question for you. How old is Dan Starrs? 27 31 oh wow yes uh where he wears it well (laughs) (laughs) but 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 another reason and again not here i am not that i'm a a spring chicken here but that's again if you're if it's time to move on you know that's probably the age you know you look at legit you look at stairs okay you need to start rebuilding they've been with the club for a, a long time so yeah, that age, it kind of makes sense to move on to, to something different. Dan Starez, uh is uh, had a career low in minutes in 2021. So 18 games played, 13 games started, 1,134 total minutes. Uh, his previous low was 1,321 with 20 games and 14 games started in 2018. Uh, again, with the club since 2016, really, whenever you see him playing, 31 games played, 29 games started, uh, went right through 2017, 2018, 2019, all the way into this. And so it looks like he will not be with the LA Galaxy in 2022. Uh, that is that is probably a place where the LA Galaxy are looking to replace. Um, yeah. And and there's I'm looking at sort of where things fit. If you if you take Christian Pavone and you move him away and say, OK, you're going to need somebody. I'm looking at two positions in the midfield that probably need to be filled. Right. And one of those here's the deal is I feel like with the rumors that we've heard so far, Greg Vanny's going to play a two forward system. Right. And Correct. so it, so he and he even said it towards the end of the year. I think I learned that I need to have another forward up there with Chicharito. Right. So you yeah. got Jovalich and you got Cabral that can that can fill those roles. Grand Sierra, possibly. Maybe you can even go for three up top. Right. You could go a four, three, three. But bottom line is somebody is going to be up top with Chicharito. So let's pretend it's a four, four, two. So that way we can all picture that formation in our head. When I say the spots that I see open in this formation, one would be a left winger. Or a right winger, depending on where you want to put Grant, Grant Sir, right? I like Grant Sir on the left, but he's he's an interchangeable piece. Okay. Okay. So, good. So so I so I think you need the other wing covered because now that's where you would have put Legette, uh if you're putting Cabral at forward. So either Cabral's going there, or if you're using him as a forward, or you know whatever different. I think you need you need another winger to backfill. Okay. And so then so, our so, beloved. Go for it. Yeah, there's this like cam, right? This the, the or, or a central yeah. midfielder. Just a central yeah. mid, maybe not a cam, maybe not a central attacking midfielder. Uh Chicharito certainly seemed to have a lot of success dropping back into the midfield and creating from there and turning. So do you need somebody who's just able to support or start runs from deeper in there? Not necessarily a, a, a central attack, but I mean everybody's still sort of saying you need a 10. If Pavone comes back, he's going to get the number 10 shirt. Um, and, but you still need a 10, a creator in that center midfield, but you could play Victor Vasquez there. Maybe Sasha Kleshin comes back as well. I think it's going to be one or the other between Vasquez and Kleshin, but I could see it being both with Kleshin spinning, t- splitting time as a coach as well. So just keep that in mind there. And then there's the center back. I have a center back question. 
All right. I don't know who the second starting center back is. I don't know if it's Nick DePew. I don't know if it's Sega Koulibaly. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Jalen, Jalen Neal. Right. So do you need a starting center back? Do you go out and get one? If you're going to get rid of Dan Starrs, you at least need somebody either as a backup or as a potential starter. And you're making money on some of these deals. You're trading. You get salary relief plus whatever else you were getting. There's a chance that you could level up on that center back and put I try to get another starting center back that fits with Derek Williams in it. That's the ever revolving door of when are we finally going to get our starting center back for <laughs> for the, we'll be there for for 3 to 4 seasons. I think I think Williams might be that guy, but Williams has also shown some flaws, but you're right. I think this does show that yeah, we that position does need some some backfilling as well. So so I have like three starting positions that are question marks for me, the the a winger of some sort a central midfielder of some sort and possibly a center back of some sort. Right. And, but there's also a whole bunch of depth in there as well. The LA galaxy currently have 23 players on the roster. If you figure that legit is going and that stairs is going, that takes down to 21. There's some guys who are not really on the roster, but that they're listed on the roster. So people Gonzalez is one of those guys. So he's gone. So you're at 20. Let's say there's 20 and 19. Yeah. And your guys that you can load down to G2 who right. are not necessarily going to be on your, I, your game day. So that's where you get your above 30. I, again, so so you're going to be in this situation where the Galaxy have around 20 players, let's say. So you can add 10 more players to the roster and three of those are starting spots. We know one is a designated player, right? One is possibly a TAM player. And then you have one that maybe you're in the five to $750,000 range in terms of yeah. what you could pay them as that's, a center back. Really, that's the center back position yeah. if, you're, if you're talking about that. <laughs> So the, the only part, like when we do our, our MLSPA salary show and you look at that salary range and you're like, man, the players that you can get for the value who are able to produce, produce like that, like I think of someone like Blanco on Portland, that's like, you know, they can, can kind of fits in that range. And it's so that, that's the question is, yeah, that they have that money to do it, but can they get the right guy? And the Galaxy just haven't been able to get the right guy for whatever reason over the past season. So it's just it's just being able to to figure out who that guy is going to be because right now they just haven't had luck of finding that again your 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 dp you're going to be able to spend whatever so that's not going to be you're not going to find a diamond in the rough there that's going to be an established guy but you know your your mid-level players that's where the work needs to be done and that's really where you win mls cups and playoff games and develop dynasties is with those kind of fringe players who not your household names but they came into mls and just dominate and ball out those are the type of guys that the galaxy haven't been able to score by the way people gonzalez is not going to come back and play for the la galaxy they'll be loaned <laughs> out again everybody's in the chat rooms like oh man it's going to be and they're joking but at the same time that you know we're not hurts. we're not <laughs> expecting people to be on this roster he will be loaned out his salary will not hit the the salary cap this is one of the reasons the la galaxy had the highest roster highest paid the roster in mls is one, because they do tend to skew in that direction most of the time with their designated players. But the other reason is they also had 34 players on the ro- on the quote-unquote roster that they're paying, even though some of those don't hit against the cap, right? And so you had four players, basically, that were not cap eligible and did not make money. You know, they get paid, but it doesn't count. So really, you have to look at like 30 players who actually paid, and that probably knocks the LA Galaxy down a couple spots. They're still ridiculously paid. So it's it's yeah. they're up there. For, for the results the Galaxy have gotten, they have one of the highest ones. Here's the other thing. Greg Van we know has a history of spending big and going after big names with Toronto. And so I would expect that the LA galaxy consistently have a high priced roster. Um, That's fine. Whenever you get the results, 
whenever you don't get the results, then it looks bad. But when Toronto had the highest salary by like six or seven million dollars or whatever it was, uh, and they won an MLS Cup, everybody was like, oh, okay, who cares? Yeah, well, they should, you know, it's all worth it. That's right. (laughs) That's That's why you do it. And then even when you have that same salary and you're in last place the following year, it's like, well, we got we got our cup. So that's just kind of the hangover from uh, from winning it. So you're right. It's all worth it when you win the big one. Uh, this is the whole idea with that roster talk, by the way, is just to sort of assuage the ideas that the Galaxy are going full rebuild mode. There's there. This is they have a core. They have talked about having a core. We know they have a core of players that they're building around. Most of the people who are started who started last year are going to start this next year. Uh, you're going to get to add a DP. You might add a central midfielder. And I would say yeah. that just on the face of it, I wouldn't even expect a starting center back. Maybe. I mean, there's there's certainly questions about that. There's going to be a lot of yeah. depth built in. Those ten players are more depth oriented than they are starter oriented. Except. I will go, I'll, I'll zag on you, I'll push back the other direction. I know it's been a while since I've been on, but I've had this conversation with you. I think the Galaxy season is more dependent on who they signed this year than their core of players. This past season, we saw what the core can do, and the core did not make the playoffs. There was not game changers in that roster. The players that they bring in and those top three spots, that DP, that high-level you know, value that they're going to get from a legit level player – and then, uh, you know, another third level player that's going to fit in that TAM range. Those are the players that need to be able to make the difference because the core right now, while it is a decent core, there's not that extra gear, that extra piece. And so I think the Galaxy season, while they don't, it's not a, a lot of players, but it, the season does hinge on whoever comes in because as constructed, the, we're going to repeat ourselves for what we saw last season. No, maybe, you know, maybe, I disagree. So. I disagree. disagree. Yeah. As no, as constructed, right. right. No well, well, the problem is that you're losing guys. So that's hard. Yeah, to, okay. That's hard to that's do. Fair. But as, con- <laughs> but as constructed, they get better yeah. because they started to play better towards the end of the season. I know the results didn't show it. Um, did they? Yeah, they did. They did. All right. Especially okay. it, we, we have, and well, this, this has been my argument and you sort of results am, weren't there, but the play was, better. the play okay. was better. You could see it, but okay. also Chicharito, I think is a game changer. And I think it, you can't, but he needs somebody else. You can't rely yes. on him like Zlatan, right? He's you can't just feed him. You, he needs people around him feeding the ball. Yes. And that was proven that if, if you don't feed him, he, he, he was, when he's overworking and he's playing cam because he has to run all the way back because there's a hole in the midfield. That's a problem. But when you're able to have a, a competent midfield and just let him do his job, then yes, he is a game changer in that regard. Debbie asks how many international spots will be open. Uh, currently none. Uh, as it stands, uh, the guys who are departing, Jonathan Dos Santos departed, but technically the LA Galaxy had, I think, 10 total international slots. As the Galaxy roster is constructed right now without <laughs> people being loaned down, they're at eight. Um, that will happen. They will be able to open up spots. Pipo gets loaned. Carlos Harvey can move as well. Biggest problem with Carlos Harvey is that dude needs a green card worse than anybody else because if he gets that... Been here for... Right? He, and he's been here for, what, a, five, a while. Four well, years, he, no, years? Because yeah. he was on loan, though, remember? And he was on loan to Galaxy 2, and then he they okay. they, 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 they uh, brought him back on a on a, a permanent deal up to the senior team. But he needs a green card. That's going to hinder his progression through major league soccer because he costs an international slot. And if they can loan him down, they're going to loan him down, even though he may be a better option off the bench than some other guys who are domestic players. So that would be one of the things they will have some, um, they will have some, they will have some, some spots open, that type of thing. But you know, just going back, I think this LA galaxy team is progressing. I think that at the beginning of the year, we saw that they were outperforming their ex, their expected goals and outperforming Correct. the stats. And we were all like, Okay, but they're winning, and that's like they willed the the well, wins, right? And then you go towards the, the end of the year, and it flipped. This, 
the the scale was they didn't play as well and they got the points and then they did play well they didn't get the points and so it ended up balancing itself out but I'll still stand where they they deserved the result that they they got the result they deserved based on their performance this season the the chances were there and they didn't they didn't add the points when they could have and so so that that they do need to improve on that and we need we need players to help us improve on that I believe uh, Matt asks a good question by the way says will Julian Araujo spend all of next season with the Galaxy or does he get sold in the summer. Great question. Uh, we went over this on Monday. I'm making an argument currently that uh, Julian Araujo is more difficult to sell right now than Efrain Alvarez because the LA Galaxy have zero replacement in Major League Soccer or in their academy system or somewhere else in the world, even an international, really, that can come in and do what Julian Araujo is doing for them right now. I'm not saying he's the best in the world at that position, but in terms of what you can get in Major League Soccer, Eric, to me, Julian Araujo is so hard to sell if you're the LA Galaxy right now. But but here's the thing. This is a World Cup year, and what we saw this week is an indicator of something where if you catch fire, if Julian Araujo, you know, like Hercules' tweet that yep. you just showed there, Hercules Gomez uh, said the best player on the field for the Mexican national team, even though it was a friendly, wasn't the Mexico A team, but it was a kid from, you know, Lompoc, California, U.S. soccer product, Galaxy product. In a World Cup year, tons of scouts, bunch of eyeballs. If he makes that Mexico team and he's able to get – not even starting minutes, but he, he's able to make a splash in a few games. There, there's going to be a team that's going to come after him, and they're going to pay a hefty fee for him. So it, I think it, that is a factor that needs to be considered, that if he does find a, a spot on this Mexican national team, he's going to go away sooner. And, the and, the and more he looked, time he gets with the national team, the faster he the, – the less yeah. his time on the Galaxy. It's, it's, a, it's a perfect X. Those things are going to cross – you know, the more the, the more time he gets with that team, he's just we could start, you know, packing his bags for the LA Galaxy. It it hurts, but that's just he's you can't he's, you're not gonna be able to keep that. him. Yeah. He, he's earning that himself. But eventually it becomes too much money for the galaxy to turn down, right? It's one of those it's like, well, even it's if we get point. worse, which we're going to do, if you're gonna get twelve million dollars or fifteen million dollars for somebody like Julian Araujo, then you make that deal and you and you take it. Um right now, I think that the, the currently in, in sort of the, the po- I'm going to say post COVID knowing very well that there's shutdowns going on in Europe and all sorts of things are going on. But in this sort of, um, you know, you're watching people play and see it, the values that they were seeking from the United States for players that they could take a shot on and maybe underbid them on their value. Right. And be like, well, for six million dollars, that's not a lot of money for our club. And we need to find those value players. And he might be good enough to actually like make us $20 million down the road. It may takes a chance to, to do that. That's somebody like Efrain Alvarez is somebody who could be bought right now because somebody's like, man, there's a chance that he could be good. So I'm going to give you $5 million and you're going to sell them and you're going to take it because, and if you're the galaxy, you're like, here's the $5 million because yeah. you don't know what you're going to get. The problem with Julian is he keeps playing so well. You, you're starting to know what you're going to get. And that's a really good player. And because of that, the galaxy are like, ah, oh, we can't not for eight. Yeah. I mean, you're like, slap the hand if somebody comes to you $8 million. No. Did you see no, him play? And, consideration, yeah. <laughs> and he played He played full 90 minutes in the 2-2 draw with Chile. Um, he was one of the better, better players. Hercules Gomez said it. Uh, I think he helped create Mexico's second goal as well. Not an assist, but helped create it. Uh, played well. You know, it, it's not too big of a stage for him. That's the bottom line. And so, yes, it's friendly. Yes, all those things. But Julian Araujo is going to spend time with the Mexican national team as all this stuff marches towards a, an, uh, a, a World Cup. Um and for major league soccer players, they get to play the whole season and then go into yeah. a world cup. So it's, it's going to be, it's better for them 
I mean, I, if you're going to, if you want to put like money on yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if you want to put MLS players in World Cup this year, this is, this is the, this is the time, right? The U.S. needs to take advantage of, but all the CONCACAF teams that make it will probably take advantage of the fact that MLS players mm-hmm. are going to have the hot hand going into, um, you know, this, uh, this World Cup. So they'll be in full form at the end of their season. Everybody else will just sort of be stretching those legs a little bit. So, um, I imagine, it's going to be interesting on the World Cup, just the quality of play that we're going to get this year versus this next year versus all the other ones. And a, a lot of injuries that happen are kind of, you know, this rest and then they come back and maybe overexert. And so you do get a lot of injuries kind of at the start of the year, the season also. So it's curious. I'm curious to see how that impacts, uh, you know, you know, players who are maybe treating their bodies differently and maybe not giving that 100 percent with their club in the fall. Uh, because they're trying to save themselves for a World Cup. That is gonna, it is gonna be fascinating. You know, with, with all the drama around the World Cup itself, uh, you know, it, it's it's a fun thought experiment. And if, if nothing else, it'll be a spectacle to watch. Yeah. The uh, the other part about this is uh, Victor Felipe Mendez, the 22 year old uh, defensive midfielder who played for Chile, played in this game as well. Um, I, I heard a lot of people at the beginning. I think he came on in the second half. A lot of people were like, oh, "The Galaxy want to get, want to get this guy." Like, is that is that something? Um, and then uh, he had a much he had a, he played ended up playing pretty well. And so it was like, okay, um, Victor Felipe Mendez, 22 year old defensive midfielder. We talked about some of the, the Ilya Sanchez, which turns out to be a fake rumor, but at the same time makes a lot of sense um, as sort of that defensive midfielder area. So Ravellison possibly being pressed into an eight role instead of a six. Um, and then you could also have a 22 year old possible with Victor Felipe Mendez as well. I uh, haven't heard anything else on him. I haven't even heard confirmation. The galaxy are interested in him. I'm just going assumption on that stuff. I have to remember to be very clear. Anytime I mention something, people are like, Oh, the galaxy are interested. Josh talked about him on the podcast. I talk about anybody on this podcast. Um, Pato. Pato was, the, don't forget how you got your nickname. There, there's, there's a reason why these things get brought up. So the, the one thing I will say, and, and I know you've, you've mentioned it, is, you know, is Ravellison going to, you know, move to that eighth slot? And that makes me nervous as well. I know I, th- I think this is like the fifth time I've said I'm nervous. But JDS and Ravellison, when they were on the field together, it didn't work. And so is that because JDS was supposed to play the eight and wasn't doing his role? Or was it because you had two uh, defensive midfielders? So if you bring in another defensive midfielder, or is it going to be the same thing right. where they're going to cancel each other out? Right. Or, you know, is, is Ravellison going to get different instructions and maybe, you know, we'll see something a little bit different. So I, I know what we're saying with the defensive midfielder and how that would change the roles, but then we saw what happened when we had a natural defensive midfielder with Jonathan Dos Santos that didn't work with uh, Ravellison. So that does make me a little bit nervous if, if a defensive midfielder is someone that we're looking at. Uh, it's not a depth piece, but something that we're looking at as a starter. Can I ask you a question sort of going back to Pavone and, and all the interest in him? Does it disappoint you that the LA Galaxy are sort of like not launching this worldwide search for the next designated player where I mean, and let's be very clear, the LA Galaxy and AEG have enough money that they could offer any amount of money for any player in the world. Totally. I know some of that would seem unrealistic, but if they wanted to go to PSG and say, Hey, we want Leo Messi on this team and we're willing to give you this much money. And AEG is listed, I think is the sixth or seventh richest club, maybe eighth now um, with Newcastle coming on. Uh, But the sixth or seventh, eighth top 10 richest club in the world, not in major league soccer in the world. And We've seen what Atlanta United can do, and they've been rumored to possibly pay even $16 million for a transfer coming up that they knock that down. But that's that's not outside the realm of possibility. Crazy. So so are the L.A. Galaxy. I mean, so you're, you're going it's, to the L.A. Galaxy. It's like, oh, well, it's Christian Pavone. You've, you've been there before. It's 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 Sugar Ray going to all the county fairs and playing. Uh, I just want to fly over and over again. It's like, hey, 
They like it. Let's play the hits. And so, hey, Pavone was good two seasons ago. Let's go back to Pavone. Hey, Zlatan's out of the contract. Let's go get Zlatan. He did well when he was here. So you're right. That part of it does. I agree. It is disappointing, you know, especially with the allegations that are surrounding him. But why not look elsewhere? So I understand there's a certain, you know, we're talking about it with, you know, the, the League 2 players from France. There's a certain familiarity when you build relationships with clubs that you're going to maybe continue those relationships over the years. I understand that component of it. But at the same time, uh, yeah, if, is that the best idea we got? Is that the brain trust the best idea we had is to go back for a player that was, you know, played good well for us two seasons ago who had sexual allegations? That's the best we can do. There's, there's no other options. And maybe there are. Maybe we were just, you know, scoffing and wagging our fingers because, uh, you know, of previous experience. But we're also justified in that because we've seen this administration at work. So, you know, we're right to ask questions because we've seen it blow up. Uh, for the people who are look to be making the decisions right now, we've seen it go very wrong. So, you know, they're not going to get that, uh, you know, that benefit of a doubt because they've shown us how they can run this club into the ground uh, before. So it, I agree with you. It is disappointing. That's a fair question to say, you know, <laughs> did it work? No, you know, who, who else can we go for? So you're right. And the, the Beckham story, that's, that tells you everything you need to know. You know, before David Beckham, that would, would have been a wild thought. So you're right. Messi, CR7. I, I would not be surprised if any of those players were to come to the LA Galaxy uh, in the next two seasons because they have the cash. And, you know, with, with the game growing like it is in the United States, it would not be surprising. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, John John says, how do you know they aren't going after all these guys? And it's true enough. True enough. But certainly the rumor right now is that they're full steam ahead on Pavone. So, you know, I can only I can only theorize on what I have heard and what we what and we are are trying to connect dots to. You, you could be right. Maybe maybe they surprised the, the Christian Pavone thing is a misdirection. They went down to Argentina just that way. You know, Greg Vanny could slide out over to Europe and is, you know, dining with Cristiano Ronaldo and family right now and asking him where he wants to live in L.A. And, you know, Cristiano puts his arm around Greg and gives him a little knucklehead, you know. Not not that the Eric the Portuguese hammer is biased, but <laughs> Vera mentioned that you know they're waiting for a forty year old Ronaldo, and if there is a player who treats his body like a machine, who is going to play until they're forty forty plus and still be able to produce, mark my a forty year old Ronaldo at the LA Galaxy can Book still it. bang in goals. Book it. I, I'm telling you. Book I'm it. telling you. I believe. And of course, take that from your source, the Portuguese hammer himself. <laughs> I am a little bit biased. But if there's a player that's going to do it, I think Ronaldo is the guy who can come to the league at 40 and still produce. Maybe Joel Pedro's out of contract again. Maybe he can come <laughs> hey, back. He's he's banging in penalties and goals, captaining his team in Tondela. So there's a, you know, wasn't the player. It yeah. was the situation. It was the situation. It was, you know, he, he, I can't disagree. I can't disagree. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. It definitely yeah. was a situation and, and I can understand that. All right. Um, is there anything else that you want to get to um, before we go? I, th- I think we've covered it all. I, I do. I do. I do. We have got, one we got more Herb. Thing. We got the holiday sweater. Right. We covered all the rumors. Okay. Farewell, legit. Farewell, downstairs. Yeah. And we we move on. Yeah, we can do it. Although I have one more thing. Go for it. Another another alert. No, I'm kidding. I just wanted to use it one more time. I, I it took me 30, 30 seconds to put that together, and I just wanted to make it happen one more time. <laughs> one more time. Yeah, just why not? It's a it's a good time. Um, yeah, that's it. A, a lot of stuff starting to happen. And again, we talked about the half day trade window coming up. There's you know MLS Super Draft eventually is in I think in January. Um, we're expecting that Galaxy report to camp January twelfth, January fifteenth, somewhere in the middle of January. Um, games start end of February. I mean, it's gonna, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. I felt like this year took forever and 
it's gonna it's gonna come turn around again where there we're gonna start seeing trades fly and, and everything happen so yeah it's crazy how quickly it's gonna turn around so 80 days exciting times 80, 80 days, days until the la galaxy oh. hosts new york city fc okay yeah. mls cup champion uh, maybe new york city fc May, who, I, who do you got, who uh, do you got? portland i got portland yeah, I, I think portland at home I, I just i think all the good mojos going in their direction i could see them I see them walking away in regular time. I refuse to acknowledge the Eastern Conference as being good this year. So I'm going to say it's Portland. I'm going to I'm gonna go with that. All right. All right. So they will open against Eastern Conference champions, <laughs> New York City. New York FC. City FC. If, they that, definitely celebrated being Eastern Conference champions. Don't get, I already, I, everybody was calling <laughs> me like an old man, get off my lawn on Monday. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't need any more of that uh, for sure. All right. Tell people where they can find you, Eric. We'll get on out of here. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Hammer EV. You can also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over cornerofthegalaxy.com. That's where you can find all of our podcasts, all of our news, all that fun stuff. Uh, Twitter is a good place. Our Discord is a good place. Like, review, all those places. Subscribe. Please give us a subscribe or a like on the video if you're watching it on YouTube. Live shows on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, we'll have live shows going all the way, normally scheduled up until Monday the 20th. That will be our last one of 2021. And then we will come back 2022. All right. I think show number 900 is on Monday. FYI. Just letting everybody know. Not that I'm planning anything special, but 900 is around there. All right. All right. Good. Everybody, thanks for joining us. We certainly appreciated it. Uh, he's the Portuguese hammer, Eric Vera. I'm Josh Patrick Esman. You've been listening. You've been watching as you corner of the galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. See ya. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.